today on It's Time. Do you see what and how the devil controlled you and manipulated you and all the things that he does? Do you see that dead? Because you see, you have a new life in Christ. Welcome to It's Time, the daily Bible teaching program of Mike Kessler, pastor of the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, we're going through the book of Exodus. So turn there in your Bible and follow along with Pastor Mike. You don't think the devil knows how to make the old life look attractive to you? Oh, hey, man, remember when you used to go out, get loaded and smash up your car and, you know, cuss out your girlfriend and then have, you know, this is uh, the philosophy of the world. You know, marriages in the world are like a deck of cards. Do you realize that? A lot of people don't realize that. Starts off with two hearts and a diamond. And by the end of it, they're looking for a club and a spade. Yes, that's the way the world is. They have a different concept of the way things are. We as Christians, we have a different way of looking at life. Now, he says, they cried out, was there not enough graves in Egypt? Thus, the bitter herbs. They had already forgotten less than a week. They had already forgotten what it was like to be a slave. So they said to Moses, well, verse 12, is this not the word which we told you in Egypt saying, leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? Boy, these guys were dug in to really being slaves. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Now, I love that about Moses. You know, he didn't look at him and say, you bunch of miserable crybabies. He looked at him and said, don't be afraid. He understood their frailty. By the way, God understands yours. God understands those lapses of faith that we all have. He knows that. And he said, stand still. Oh, I like that. God's going to do it. All God wants you to stand in your faith. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. Wow, that's A weird thing to say. The Lord will fight for you and shall hold, and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward, but lift up your rod, stretch it out over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. 
And indeed, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. So I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all of his army, his chariots, and over all of his horsemen. You know, I I think this is kind of amazing because here you got Pharaoh's army coming down on your back. You got the Red Sea in front of you. You got mountains on either side. The only way out is up. You know, it seems like God likes to put us in that position. I don't know why. When you don't see any way, this is going to work. And why does God do that? I think it's to show us that he is the only way out of it. You know, a lot of times I want to look around and say, well, you know, it's the old thing. A guy falls off the cliff, holds onto a branch, and he's dangling over the canyon. And, and he hears a voice, let go. He goes, oh, God, save me. Let go. Is there anybody else up there? No, I mean, that's the way we are. We're looking for an alternative. God says, the only way out is up. Now we're going to see how God does this. Then the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I've gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots, and over his horsemen. And the angel of the Lord, who went before the camp of Israel, moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. And the camp And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And thus it was a cloud of darkness on the one and gave light by night to the other so that one did not come near the other all that night. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord caused the sea to go up back by a strong east wind all night and made the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on the dry ground, and the waters were a wall to them on their right and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went after them into the midst of the sea, all of Pharaoh's horses and his chariots and his horsemen. Now right here, this to me is weird. You got the children of Israel going through the midst of the Red Sea, the water heaved up on both sides. That's a miracle. The children of Israel are going through on dry ground. But what is weird is Pharaoh's army is following them, looking with probably fish poking their heads out of the water. What do you see? I don't know. This is weird. All of a sudden, what is really strange here is that Pharaoh army followed them into the Red Sea. It tells me that the world, when it's full of rage, throws all caution aside. Friends, isn't that the way it is? You realize the things that people in the world tell you to do, and it it, it seems ridiculous, and yet people still do that. What you believe is how you live your life. That's why Jesus said, you must be born again. You need God's divine eyesight in your life. Or you begin to believe the lies of the world. And sometimes the lies of the world are logical, coupled with complete illogical reasoning. And this is what we find today in our world. 
We find it in our friends. We find it in our governments. We find it in our job sites. We find it everywhere. We realize that we're being manipulated. Oh, is this, what does that really come down to? It means simply this, that we are taken advantage of by the world. Satan is a hard taskmaster. This is a picture of living before we come to Christ. We lived as slaves to Pharaoh, to Satan. We become born again. We're leaving the life of slavery for every one of us when you become born again. And we're on our way to the promised land. And we go through the Red Sea, a type of baptism, where your old controllers, those things that manipulated your life, are wiped out. God, all the way through the Bible, used water to separate from land, the water from land masses to land masses. He used water in the great basin there in the in the the temple. When John the Baptist told the Jewish people, you Jewish nation, you need to take a ceremonial washing. You need to separate yourself from religiosity, thinking you inherited your righteousness to where it gets back to you and your personal relationship with God. See, they'd always say to Moses, our, uh, say to Jesus, well, Moses taught us, or our father Abraham. They were hanging their spirituality on their ancestors rather than what has God done for you today. You look at that today in the world. People say, are you a Christian? Well, yeah, my money says in God we trust. Christian nation, I'm a Christian. Well, is that true? Not necessarily. Going to church, I like the old saying, going to church doesn't make you any more of a Christian than going into McDonald's makes you a hamburger. Well, that's the truth. We think sometimes our locale determines what we are, but it isn't. It's a relationship with God. So he says, the Egyptian pursued and went after them into the midst of the sea, all of Pharaoh's horses, his horsemen, his chariots. Verse 24. And it came to pass in the morning, watch that the Lord looked down upon the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud, and he troubled the army of the Egyptians. How did he do that? He took off their chariot wheels. <laughs> I thought you tightened the bolt. No, I thought you tightened the bolt. They're in the middle of the Red Sea, and the wheels start falling off their chariots. Now, friends, I don't know how God does this stuff, but the Bible says that he did. By the way, 600 chariots, picture yourself on the 405 freeway in in, uh, Southern California, okay? And you have just a couple of cars with the wheels that come off the car. You're going to have a massive traffic jam. Here in the middle of the Red Sea, this is probably the first recorded traffic jam you're going to find. You have 600 chariots going through, a couple of them, their wheels fall off, creates a traffic jam. And they go, uh-oh, <laughs> because they realize now they can't go forward to get their chariots turned around in the middle of the Red Sea. I don't imagine that that corridor where the water stood up was a mile wide. I imagine it was a pretty narrow corridor for them to try to turn around, all that kind of stuff. They're trapped. They're here in the middle of the Red Sea. The wheels 
fell off their chariots. You don't have to have them fall off of all the chariots. You just have to have them fall off a few. That'll do the job. So it says, took off the chariot wheels and drove them with difficulty. And the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of Israel for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. Well, that's a problem because we ain't got no wheels no more. Verse 26. And the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea that the waters may come back upon the Egyptians on their chariots, upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched his hand out over the sea. When the morning appeared and the sea returned to its full depth while the Egyptians were fleeing into it, so the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots, the horsemen, and all the army of Pharaoh came into the sea after them, not so much as one of them remained. And the children of Israel had walked on dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. So the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Friends, I think that's really important. Why does it say that? Because, hey, your enemy really is dead. He's, he, they saw, you know, some people believe that they went through, and I don't know whether they were holding on to things and floated to shore or died or whatever, but some people believe this is where they picked up the weapons of the Egyptians as they met the Amalekites and the other uh, battles that they were to fight later on. This equipped them with some armament. I don't know if that's true or not. That was speculated by some historians. But they saw their enemies dead. Do you see your past dead today? Do you see what and how the devil controls you and manipulated you and all the things that he does? Do you see that dead? Because you see, you have a new life in Christ. That blood that was on the doorpost of the lambs, all those lambs left with the children of Israel, that Jesus is the Paschal Lamb to take away the sins of the world. His blood on your heart keeps the death angel away and gives you a brand new life. This morning, I pray that you understand what you believe is how you live your life. If you believe you're a cosmic accident, that you evolved from cosmic sludge, lightning in a swamp, and here we all are, You're going to live your life like an evolved sledge ball. But if you realize that you are endowed by your creator, that God divinely made you for a reason, like he makes everything, you got quite a, you got quite a heritage in Christ. You see, the thing is this morning, you belong to God. Have you given yourself back to him? I would invite you to consider that today. Thus Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt. So the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. Wow. That's why we have baptism. It's a picture type. You know, Jesus fulfilled all those things. He was the Paschal Lamb that takes away the sins of the world. That Passover that happened, that death angel passed over, the death angel passed over you and me. And then you find, again, 
that life, the new life you have in him today. All things, Paul says, pass away. Behold, all things become new. This morning, I pray you realize your heritage in Christ. That it's not an accident, but divinely appointed by God. What you believe is how you live your life. You, as a Christian, serve a miracle-working God. And against all odds, and it doesn't matter what anybody else says, doesn't matter what any other Christian says, what matters is between you and God. And you have been divinely set apart for his purpose. Live in that purpose. Be in that purpose. Like a fish in water, like Luke says in the book of Acts, in him, speaking of Jesus Christ, we live, move, exist, and have our being. That is like a fish in water. That's who you are. The devil wants to paralyze you. Remember, serving Pharaoh was not a life. Serving Pharaoh was bondage. As you become a Christian, and as you become baptized, the Bible says, we buried in Christ, we're alive in him. This morning, if you're not a Christian, I want to invite you to consider something. What do you believe about life? Where is your value system coming from? From American Top 40? The words in the country western songs, I like my truck. Well, you see, there's a lot more to life than those things. That is Pharaoh dangling those things that glitter that aren't gold to keep you from the main point of why you are here. Today, God loves you. He died on the cross for you, that you would have a brand new life in him. This morning, I just want to invite you. Don't let anything, anything separate you from the love of God. That's what the devil wants. If he can't beat you, then he will divert you. As long as you're not doing what God wants, and he'll offer you sparklies over here. Oh, okay, I'll go see what that is. And you're diverted. Remember, we're running out of time, friends. Have you noticed something is really wrong with your world? Do you realize what happened this week? Do, you know, I, I, I'm amazed how people forget. Do you know how we got in Afghanistan? It's because this is where Al-Qaeda was. And Al-Qaeda was behind the bombing of our Twin Towers and, and the Pentagon and everything. They are exporters of terrorism. That's how we got there. And instead of an orderly pullout, we pulled out in two months. Do you realize what has happened? Now listen, this is, this is so important because the worthless American news media does not tell you the truth. We have just equipped Al-Qaeda with advanced weapons. We built a one billion, with a B, dollar air base, central command there in Afghanistan that now Al-Qaeda is going to work out of. 
Exporting of terrorism is going to be at a catastrophic level because no one in Washington has any clue what they're doing. Don't believe me. Watch and see what happens. You cannot give people that are vowed terrorists weapons, jets, air bases without severe consequences. Friends, I believe we are at the end of the line. Because this is going to translate into the help of Iran, which is going to translate into the attack on Israel. We're at the end of the line. I know a lot of people say, well, you know, I'll get right with God. I knew God. I, I, I'll just wait till, you know, I'm, I'm laying there in the hospital bed and I've got enough hoses going in and out of me. Oh, I look like spaghetti factory. And I'm just going to lay there. And then, oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Okay. I accept Jesus my Savior. Amen. Ah. What a terrible way to live. You can lay up for yourself treasure right now in heaven. Being about your father's business. I know a lot of people say, well, I want to wait till the last minute. This is the last minute. Look at your newspaper. What distorted news we get. Friends, it ain't good. We have just equipped the number one terrorist organization in the world with billions and billions of weapons and dollars. It's insane. It's insane. That's how we got there, was to stop the terrorism. Somehow along the line, like the children of Israel forgot what it was like in Egypt, we forgot why we were in Afghanistan. It was to stop the terrorism. Now they have the pedal to the metal, friends. And you think you've seen an unstable world? (laughs) Work for the night is coming. We're on the edge of the end. Jesus said, don't be like the people of the world. When they see these things, they can't interpret the data at hand. You, children of light, be aware. I invite people to church all the time. Sometimes I just say, hey, come to church. Hey, listen to CSN. Whatever it is that it takes, I try to tell people, hey, listen, there's another way to live out there than living for Pharaoh, i.e. Satan, being about daddy's business. This morning, if you look at the news, and by the way, friends, I I do. And you know, for the first time, I got to tell you, it was probably Thursday and I was over on the Oregon coast. And you know, when you, sometimes when you're just kind of, I was on a beach and, uh, uh, over, over, uh, by uh, Rockaway Beach, if anybody knows where that's at in Oregon. I was just sitting on the beach, and I was just thinking. And I was thinking about Al-Qaeda, billions of dollars in weaponry. And by the way, they said they can sell. Now listen. They said they can sell a lot of our weapons. They can sell them to China, who in turn will then reverse engineer them and make the, the knockoffs. They've got our latest technology. We just walked away from it. And I, I, all of a sudden, I got this overwhelming wave of fear on me. I go, God, this is it. Because when you stop to think, and I shared this last week, there's not a weapon mankind has ever made that he's not used. And when you realize Iran has nuclear capabilities and North Korea has, and these countries are poor, they will sell their weapons to anyone. 
You think it's just going to keep going on and going on and going on. Friends, it isn't. Remember who you serve and why you serve him. If you're not a Christian here today, I feel really sorry for you. You need to do everything you can do to stay up all night and worry about all the things you need to worry about. And when I was on the beach and I was worried about all those things as well, all of a sudden, it's just like God says, I'm still in control. I've got my hand on your life. And friends, that lets you sleep at night. If you're not a Christian here listening, I want to encourage you to accept Christ today. We're going to pray right now. And you can ask Jesus into your life. You need to. Because he's the only one that's really going to direct your life to have you do what God wants you to do. Otherwise, what are you living your life for? Next party? Dude. You know, what, what, what's, what, what lights your fire? What you believe is how you live your life. And if you believe that it's just going to go on and on and on and on, you're going to live your life a lot differently than if you believe what Jesus said. When you begin to see these things, look up, your redemption draws nigh. You're going to live your life differently. If you're not a Christian here today, we're going to pray. And you could ask Christ into your life. If you want to change, you want to repent, let's do that. Let's pray. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I invite you into my life today. I'm sorry the foolish way that I have lived. And I want to be used by you from now on. I believe Jesus died on the cross for me. His blood covered my sins. And so now, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Empower me, God, to be about your business. Please write my name in your book of life that I spend eternity with you. And Lord, thank you for saving me, changing me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us on It's Time, as Pastor Mike teaches verse-by-verse through the Bible. If you've missed a program or would like to catch up, you can do so by getting it from the It's Time podcast in the iTunes store or by downloading it from the It's Time website at theriverchristianfellowship.com. On behalf of Pastor Mike and the rest of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening, and tune in next time for It's Time. It's Time.